attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Once again, liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. In our last segment, we were talking about impeachment, and I just wanted to finish up a couple thoughts in the impeachment. If you didn't hear our first segment, please uh, go to chrisannhall.com and, and uh, listen to the entire show there. But I wanted to point out something just really quick before I left this subject of impeachment. That uh, Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution establishes the President, the Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, let's just be very clear here. This is the list of impeachable crimes. Now, treason and bribery are very specific, but the other high crimes and misdemeanors is not so specific. And in a world, like a political world, like we have today, where people are, are literally accused and tried in the court of public opinion, where politics are unhinged and, and people are uneducated, I will submit to you, that it would be very difficult to identify a Congress who is trying to impeach someone uh, for something that's other than a high crime or misdemeanor. What I'm saying is it, it would be difficult for the American people to say, you know, that's not really qualifies for impeachment. What are you guys doing? Because the politicians are so crafty at the public message. The media is completely on board with the narrative issued by the, the, the politicians. So I could, I can actually conceive of a time when our politicians could could actually bring impeachment charges that don't actually really qualify as a high crimes and misdemeanor but they would be able to articulate it in such a way that it sounds close enough that the people would not oppose well the majority of Americans would not be ready to oppose and even if there were a handful of Americans ready to oppose uh, would they know what to do when the improper when impeachment is improperly used so these are the things that we 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 should think about when people say 
Well, uh, JC, I've been talking about this last week about how uh, the the GOP with their majority in the House is going to impeach Donald Trump. We really believe that's going to happen. And a lot of people say, well, on what? What could they possibly come up with? Hello? They've convinced a majority of the American people, in spite of an utter, complete lack of evidence, that Donald Trump has engaged in Russian collusion. Well, that could be treason. That could be some uh, the fact, or they'll then be convinced that he lied under oath. That's a high crime and misdemeanor. That's what Bill Clinton was impeached for, lying under oath. And so I, I really don't think there's anything to, if, if my point is, is that if the House really gets a mind to do that, there's, there's not going to be anything to stop them from doing that. The only thing that will have to be stopped is that he, he, won't, he won't be convicted because you're not going to get two-thirds of the senators to convict. Remember, it's not just a majority in the Senate. It's a two-thirds conviction in the Senate. So leaving that there, I want to now talk to you about the uh, New York, uh, I'm sorry, the New Mexico governor and her crazy insane statements about the 33 counties in New Mexico who are refusing, refusing to enforce gun confiscation laws. Now, I want to I point you to the article that I have at chrisannhall.com titled, in recent ratification, it's an open letter to governors, attorneys general, the legislators of the United States, and the people along with their sheriffs and the peace officers uh, in regard to the recent ratification of laws denying the right to keep and bear arms to law-abiding citizens. If you want to know why these counties are justified in their refusal to enforce these laws then this is, the, this is the explanation that you need to go to. This is the explanation that you need to see that will help you understand why the governor, the attorney general, the legislators of Washington, why this governor of uh, Grisham of New Mexico is totally wrong. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube, I have put up some tweets from Governor Michelle Grisham. And this... SB8 that uh, in New Mexico, okay, SB8. See, they, they're running under the cover that it's, quote, unquote, just background checks, okay? That's their whole thing. They ignore the rest of the bill, but remember, if you let them talk enough, they expose themselves. So here, here she says, background checks are constitutional. Courts have repeatedly upheld that. It's not debatable. <laughs> Well, you know how I feel about that. Just because the courts say it's constitutional does not end the debate because the courts have been wrong. Remember, the, the Supreme Court said that the Constitution said that that men were property. The Constitution did not say that. The Supreme Court said that it's uh, constitutional to round up Japanese Americans. The Supreme Court said that it's constitutional for the government to take property from a private individual in the name of eminent domain for a private corporation. 
So there are lots of things, and that's just scratching the surface, lots of things that the courts have said are constitutional. uh, So that, for me, does not end the debate. Now, what she does say is opponents of firearm safety measures can't debate on the factual merits of these bills, so they turn to hyperbole, falsehood, and fear-mongering. Thus, we now have a few sanctuary counties political posturing, and dangerous, cynical pandering. Man, if that's not the pot calling the kettle black, right? And the kettle ain't even black. Was that racist? Sorry, didn't mean that. Purple, how's that? Purple's a nondescript color, a non-personal color, so we can just say the pot calling the kettle purple. That probably works out better. But anyway, um, they these proponents of these gun control laws can't debate them on the factual basis of of the rights of the people, the limited nature of government, and the fact that these are not safety measures. They are unconstitutional uh, takings. They are violations of Fourth Amendment. They are violations of Fifth Amendment. They are violations of Sixth Amendment. They are violations of the Seventh Amendment. They're in violation of the Eighth Amendment. They won't debate these things because their only answer then is, well, the Supreme Court said so, right? She also says, now here's where she exposes herself. She says, improving background checks. Improving background checks and keeping firearms away from domestic abusers will not solve every problem, no. Well, I thought it was just about background checks. No, it's about keeping firearms away from domestic abusers. So we have to admit now that it's more than just background checks. It's about keeping firearms away from people. And the mechanism by which these laws keep firearms away from people are a complete and utter violation of due process. Operating under the Marxist principle that people are guilty until they can buy enough time to prove themselves innocent. See, that's, that's the whole thing. We are, we are supposed to operate in a system until in, of innocent until proven guilty because we recognize, at least we used to recognize, that it's the government that brings the criminal accusations and it's the government that has bottomless pockets. And the people who are, are accused of a crime, they have to actually have the money to go through with that. Maybe they can't afford an attorney. Well, one will be provided for them, but then they have to take off work. And there's, I mean, seriously, there's other costs that are involved here. So the system is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But these gun laws that Grisham and her ilk love so much flip that to the Marxist principle of guilty until proven innocent. She says, I'm not daunted by obstacles, whether it's NRA propaganda, rogue. Oh, this is this just really irritated me. Are you ready for this? Everybody sitting down, got your your liberty seatbelts on a or rogue sheriffs throwing a childish pity party or bad faith critics. Seriously. Throwing a childish pity party. What in the world does that? I mean, that is just, that is absolute insanity. 
childish pity party. So here's the thing. If you want to protect the natural rights of people, if you say that the natural rights of the people are more important than enforcing a law that violates the natural rights of the people, according to Governor of New Mexico, Michelle Grisham, you are childish and you are having a pity party. What do they feel pitiful about? Do they feel pitiful? I, I, I think that the sheriffs who are enforcing these laws ought to feel pitiful. The sheriffs that are enforcing these laws ought to fee- feel pitiful because they've admitted themselves slaves to uh, a tyrannical hierarchy of government. Pity, pity party. Seriously. I, I don't understand. I really, really don't understand how uh, this kind of wicked mentality can survive in a court of public opinion. We'll be right back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, and we are talking about the governor of New Mexico. Uh, her name is Michelle Grisham, and she is uh, a ma- making a Twitter attack against those 33 counties in New Mexico that have declared that they will not support and will not enforce the uh, gun confiscation laws. And I just... I'm really irritated by her assessment. You see, she she says um, she calls these sheriffs pitiful. She well, what she actually says is that they're throwing a childish pity party. So, calling them pitiful. Why are they full of pity? You know, I looked up that word pitiful, and the opposite of pitiful is admirable, pleasing. Honorable, respectable, worthy. Okay, let's just keep this in mind. The That would mean the sheriffs that are enforcing these laws, the sheriffs that are against forcing these laws are having a childish pity party. They are pitiful. Those who are enforcing these laws are admirable, good, honorable, respectable, worthy. So let's just put this in some kind of historical context, right? So let's let's hop back 50 years. We have now the laws on the books in Birmingham, Alabama that says you can if you are a black person, you cannot sit in a white section of a cafe. If you are a black person, you must sit at the back of the bus. So Those sheriffs, according to Governor Michelle Grisham, the sheriffs who enforced those laws would be honorable. They would be admirable. They would be worthy. They would be uh, respectable. I, I just want you to grasp this because 
this this is the sheriffs that are refusing to enforce these laws are doing so because these laws violate the basic fundamental rights of these people. Can you imagine how different the civil rights history of America would be if we had some sheriffs in the 60s who said, Governor of, of, of Alabama, we are not going to enforce these laws because these laws are contrary to the individual rights of the people. And what if, what would history look back and see those governors, those legislators? Uh, what if Governor Michelle Grisham was living in, 19, in, in the 60s and, and called the sheriffs that were enforcing those laws that said black people can't sit at counters and black people must sit at the back of the bus? She called them honorable. What if the governor had said those officers who are enforcing the law are respectable, they're admirable, they're good, they're pleasing? What kind of view would we have of those sheriffs from a historical perspective? I just, I, I wish that we could look at this from a real rights perspective. Because if we could put on, on real lenses of, of real light, of real rights, we would know how, a, how incredibly atrocious Governor Grisham's words are. Now her tweets, I'm not going to cover them all, but they didn't stop. So they say, but I want to take the opportunity, she says, to address the pernicious misinformation that certain bad faith critics have spread about this gun safety bill and others at SB8. She says, a few law enforcement officers in this state have been making noise about how they won't enforce gun safety measures because they don't like them. What a, what a liar. Governor Michelle Grisham is a liar. What a disingenuous simplification of what these, uh, what these sheriffs are actually saying. There's not a single solitary sheriff who has stood up in, a, in opposition to SB8 and said, I'm not going to enforce it because I don't like it. That's not what they said. I would be full on with her if that's what they said, but that's not what they said. They have all given very detailed, laid out, principled reasons about why they cannot enforce that law because it's contrary to the laws. It's contrary to their oath that they took. It's contrary to the Constitution of the United States. It's contrary to the Constitution of New Mexico, and it's contrary to the rights of the people. Arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal Man, this lady has really got me upset I may just have to sit down and write a letter and I want to encourage you as well to sit down and write a letter. When you come across stuff like this, when you come across stuff like this, you need to call it out. You need to call it out and not only in your social media platforms, 
But you need to step up and say, okay, I'm going to personally write that personal love. Who cares if they read it or not? Who cares if they do? You, you have personally sent that to them. And send it to them more than once if they don't respond. Personally. Do a YouTube video calling them out. Personally. Send a tweet. Personally. Make a Facebook post. Not on their page. On your page. Well, no, let me take that back. On their page and your page. Let everybody know. I mean, if we're going to be social media warriors, then start warring. And don't just attack each other. Make reasoned, reasoned points against these unreasonable people. Because that's what they are. Unreasoned, unreasonable people. She says, a few law enforcement, this is Governor Michelle Grisham, a few law enforcement officers in this state have been making noise about how they won't enforce gun safety measures because they don't like them. That is a lie. That is a disingenuous simplification. They have not said they don't like them. They said they are, they are contrary to the rights of the people. She says, that's not how laws work, of course, and it's not how oaths of office work either. But let's move past. She says, but let's move past that. Yeah, she's got to move past the whole oath of office thing because she don't get it. That's exactly how it, I wonder if this woman actually even knows what an oath of office actually means. Why don't I just take a minute to explain it to her? Hey, Governor Michelle Grisham and her staff and her Secret Service, listen up. An oath is a promise. It is a solemn promise to the people of your state. I do solemnly swear and affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of New Mexico, and the laws of New Mexico. Guess what? You got a choice to make when the laws contradict the Constitution. And the order of the oath gives you an opportunity to know the order in which the consideration is to take place. Number one, the Constitution of the United States, Article 6, Clause 2, says it's the supreme law of the land. Number two, the Constitution of your state. Number three, the laws. When the laws contradict both the Constitution and the Constitution of your state, then you have to make a choice. And reasoned, principled people are doing that. It is ludicrous. These comments of people running around, well, it's not my job to to decide what to enforce the law or not. I just have to enforce it because it's the law. That defense, that common defense, did not hold up in Nuremberg. And you are, you are absolutely pitiful, Michelle Grisham, to think that it should be applied in the state of New Mexico. Not only that, let's think about this now. Not only that, you are condoning a tyranny. An oligarchy. Because now you got people saying, well, you know, let's, let's just keep doing this and see what the courts say. 
The courts are not the ultimate arbiters of what is moral and what is immoral. What are the rights of the people? The courts cannot change the rights of the people with some errant opinion. So if the courts come back and say, no, 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 this is okay, then you know what? The rights of the people have not changed. Why? Because the courts didn't grant those rights in the first place. The courts can't take them away. And it's still going to take moral people just like the ones in New Mexico to step up and say, guess what? Guess what? I don't care what a judge says on a bench. They're just as wrong as the governor. This is a a law that violates the rights of the people. Therefore, it violates the U.S. Constitution and it violates our Constitution as well. And here's the crazy, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to read this. It's got a phrase in it that really irritates me, and I'll explain to you after I read it. But she says, when these, quote, sanctuary sheriffs say they won't enforce HB 87, I think it's supposed to be HB 8, which will keep firearms out of the hands of domestic offenders, violence offenders, what they are saying is, quote, I am fighting to make sure your abuser can keep his gun, end quote. What a cow. Seriously. I I, I don't mean to insult cows, but this is just insane. This woman is so wicked, such a manipulator, she can't even be honest in her own arguments. How dare she pull the whole beater victim card you know what here's the thing I don't know what her job was but before she was governor but apparently she knows nothing about the criminal justice system at all and absolutely less about due process so let me just break it down for you Miss Grisham our criminal justice system is set up so that maybe a couple people go guilty people go free why so not one innocent person is sent to prison not one innocent person is convicted the 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 scales are always tipped in favor of the defendant why because we are innocent until proven guilty and what you fail to recognize miss grisham is that these officers are not saying your batterer gets to keep his gun. They're saying your abuser has a right to due process because maybe he didn't do anything. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. They're saying, hey, this guy has not been convicted of anything He has a right to due process. She has a right to due process. You cannot take property from people without due process. You can't classify someone as a bad guy. These red flag laws are completely and totally wrong. And yes, they may be, because of the background check, keeping guns from repeat offenders. You see, here's the crazy thing. They're not changing the background checks with this law. The previous background checks that, was, that were already established already stop those who are convicted of domestic violence from getting a gun. So her argument is completely wrong from the get-go. 
This is not an increase in in uh, background checks as far as domestic violence goes because the domestic violence background check already exists. You don't need a new law for that, and that's what the sheriffs are saying. There's already law for that. What's wrong with these laws is the, what they add, that a mere accusation without a hearing, without due process, can take people's guns. Not only that, if you're, uh, you, you can be deprived of your weapon with absolutely no chance to even efface your accuser because it can be just simply an anonymous tip. So this is the problem. Grisham accuses the sheriffs about not being, uh, having a real debate about not being able to debate on factual merits. When there's not a piece of fact in her tweets whatsoever. I'll debate her. Somebody contact her, tell her I'll debate her. I'll debate her tomorrow. We'll just we'll sit down, we'll have a debate. We can have a YouTube debate. We can have a Skype debate. I'll debate her. I'm not I, but she won't do it. You should well, who's Chris Ann Hall? She's not worthy. Okay, fine, whatever. If I'm not worthy, that should make things even easier for you. By the way, just let me mention to you, I hate this term, sanctuary counties and sanctuary cities, when it comes to uh, not enforcing these gun control laws, because what this does, this terminality, ter- terminology uh, um, vindicates the sanctuary cities for, uh, that are not enforcing the uniform rule of naturalization. They're saying not enforcing the uniform rule of naturalization and refusing to force the laws that uh, are taking the rights of the people are the same thing. No, they're not. They're not. One is unlawful, one is lawful. Because remember, the oath is to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, to support and defend the uh, Constitution of the state and the laws. And the Congress has a delegation of power to create the uniform rule of naturalization. And cities and states that declare themselves sanctuary cities in the name of, of, of application of citizenship to those who are not citizens is an unlawful nullification. These sheriffs who are standing up against an unlawful law in the name of the rights of the people are engaging in a proper and lawful exercise of nullification. So I I don't like the fact that we're using these terms interchangeably. It's not right. And I just, I, I find, I find Governor Grisham particularly disgusting, particularly uh, reprehensible it is it is just you know maybe I don't have the words to talk about this on the air and I probably wouldn't talk about them like this in private either but let's just say this woman is not a lover of liberty she would probably be okay with that to not be called a lover of liberty because she probably thinks that that the term liberty is somehow synonymous with with anti-government. She's probably a Southern Poverty Law Center lover, right? But she's obviously forgotten that the sole purpose of the existence of her office 
is to secure the rights of the individuals. Rights of the people, inherent rights of the people, life, liberty, and property, and the right to personally secure them in the best manner that they can. Governor Grisham has lost sight of why her job even exists. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is our last segment of the weekend. And this is the point where you and I and Governor Grisham must be moved to chrisannhall.com to my article where I call out people like Grisham who are condemning these sheriffs and these county commissioners and these police chiefs for refusing to enforce laws that are contrary to the people's rights. I wrote it down for you. I wrote it down for you. Send this to Grisham. I'm going to send it to her. I'm going to find an address. I'm going to write out an envelope, and I'm going to send it to her. I might, I might just drop five or six of them in the mail at the same time, just so I know she gets a copy. Because she's oblivious as to the sole purpose of government to begin with. She's oblivious to the origin of legislative power. James Madison said that no ju- there is, it, you are not a just government if you're seizing the rights of the people to satisfy certain segments of the society. A just power of the government is a government that secures the rights of the people above all other objectives. There is a just government that impartially secures to every person whatever is, is, is his own, individually and personally. It's because of this duty to protect the individual's natural right that every government in these United States incorporates the requirement of due process for the suspension of these rights. It is not a just government, and our rights as individuals are not secure under it, where the property which we have in our personal safety and our personal liberty is violated by these kinds of arbitrary seizures, the tyranny of the majority. Unjust power is any power exercised by government that operates to the destruction of the, of the per individual right without due process. And we need to understand this, that when a government, when the laws of the government operate contrary to the individual rights, the government is operating contrary to its sole process, go, uh, sole purpose, excuse me, government is operating not with just power, and the people are not free. And that's what's happening in New Mexico, guys. You have a governor that is not free, that, that is creating a people that are not free, and she is endorsing an enforcement of authority, the same as in Birmingham, the enforcement of an unlawful authority. What if instead of arresting Rosa Parks, 
That sheriff refused to enforce a law that deprived her of her individual rights and instead protected those rights, escorting Miss Parks wherever she wanted to sit all the way home. Those who are dedicated to their just and lawful duty to secure the rights of the people understand that at these times, an errant legislation or the will of the majority and the distortion of the rule of law's definition has to be resisted. And here's the thing. If we are going to be the America that deserves the full praise due a wise and just government, our states, our legislators, our governors, our attorneys general, our sheriffs, our police chiefs, will equally respect the rights of property and every inherent right of the individual. If we truly want a free and strong nation, we will work to sacredly guard all forms of individual property and resist all desires to violate the individual's right regardless of the opinion of the majority or the fleeting emotion of the day. A just government will not target the bad guys by stripping law-abiding citizens of their inherent rights and turning otherwise lawful behavior into crimes. Our inherent rights are not killing innocents, so why are our rights targeted? Oppression does not bring safety, and our governments ought to, be, ought to seek to be the pattern of liberty, an example of a just government, so that our children and grandchildren may truly be free. And that's what the oath of office needs, means, Governor Grisham. And maybe you need a remedial course on what a promise like that actually means. So give me a call. We can debate. We can have a conversation. But I'm here for you. God bless. We'll see you next week.